Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS News Roundup ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Key wins for Joe Biden. Looks like we're going to have another good night. Coronavirus containment zone. It is a scary time. Keep people at home and out of harm's way. Sentencing for Harvey Weinstein. I do not expect the judge to be terribly lenient. This is the CBS World News Roundup. Presented by Capital One. Good morning, I'm Steve Kaith. And no break in the new momentum on the road to the Democratic presidential nomination after voting in six states. Here's CBS's Steve Futterman. Joe Biden isn't just the frontrunner now. He is the overwhelming frontrunner. Tonight, we are a step closer to restoring decency, dignity, and honor to the White House. That's our ultimate goal. The big prize last night was here in Michigan. Four years ago, Bernie Sanders beat Hillary Clinton here. It wasn't to be this time. Joe Biden didn't just win Michigan. He dominated the state. Votes are still being counted in Washington and North Dakota, but Biden also won Mississippi, Missouri, and Idaho. And he sounded like a candidate who knows he's going to win as he offered a hand to his vanquished opponent. I want to thank... Bernie Sanders and his supporters for their tireless energy. We share a common goal, and together we'll defeat Donald Trump. We'll defeat him together. The race for the nomination isn't over. Then again, it may be. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Detroit. The Democratic debate set for over the weekend in Phoenix will take place without a live audience because of coronavirus concerns. There has been a jump in the number of virus cases in the U.S. as efforts are stepped up all over the country to get a handle on it. CBS's David Begno with the latest numbers. There are now more than 1,030 cases here in the United States. One week ago, there were just 126. The virus is now linked to at least 32 deaths nationwide. It has spread to 37 states and the District of Columbia. Fifteen of them are under a state of emergency. A new issue for airline passengers. Three TSA agents at California's San Jose Airport have tested positive for the virus. CBS's Meg Oliver is in New Rochelle, New York, where there's a large containment zone because of a high number of cases. No large public gatherings for two weeks. That will shut down a number of schools, houses of worship, and community centers. Local businesses like grocery stores can remain open. Because of child care issues, I don't know what I'm going to do with my kids for two weeks. Just having to reevaluate everything, figuring out how you're going to get to work and deal with the kids and stuff like that. The state has deployed the National Guard to the New York City suburb to help with sanitizing public spaces and distributing meals to students of shuttered schools who usually rely on their breakfast and lunch programs. Reports say Washington State, where most of the deaths have been reported, is poised to ban events of 250 people or more. 
And the IRS is reportedly considering delaying the April 15th tax deadline. CBS's Paula Reed has the latest on what's being said in the nation's capital. At the White House coronavirus briefing last night, Dr. Anthony Fauci urged Americans to prepare for a new normal. You have to start taking seriously what you can do now that if and when the infections will come, and they will come. It was a remarkably different tone than the one the president struck when he was on Capitol Hill earlier. It will go away, just stay calm. The president was lobbying Republican senators on a stimulus to ease the economic impact of the outbreak. They were just about all there, mostly all there. The proposals include assistance to those without sick leave, possible tax relief to industries hit hardest by the outbreak, and a temporary payroll tax cut through the end of the year. I'm Vicki Barker at the Foreign Desk in London. The number of coronavirus cases in Europe continues to rise, with more than 10,000 in Italy alone. German Chancellor Angela Merkel said up to 70 percent of the population is likely to catch COVID-19 with no vaccine or cure. All health officials can do is try to slow its spread. Here in Britain, Health Minister Nadine Doris has announced she has coronavirus. She recently attended a big reception hosted by Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the outbreak's epicenter, China, now plans to quarantine all international arrivals amid fears new cases there are rising again. Well, big crowds are a bad idea in the face of this outbreak. CBS's Deborah Rodriguez says the concert calendar is drying up. Organizers have postponed April's Coachella Fest in Indio, California until October. Frank Ocean, Travis Scott and Rage Against the Machine were supposed to headline... Neil Young has scrapped his Crazy Horse tour, pointing out his older audience is cause for concern. Miley Cyrus has scrapped a trip to Australia to headline a bushfire relief concert Friday. Mariah Carey, Queen Khaled, and BTS among the other acts that have canceled or postponed shows. I'm Peter King in Daytona Beach. Hundreds of thousands of people are here for Bike Week. Hotel your Brian James. There's no decline in the business at all. Everybody's doing what they're doing. This event routinely brings in half a million visitors like Andreas. Right now we are happy to be here. Because there's no outbreak back home in Denmark. Dale Blanding from Watertown, New York is like just about everyone we spoke to. I'm not worried about it. You know, if it happens, I'll deal with it. Actually, he and most say they're washing their hands more often, but the outbreak break was not going to keep them away. Well, ESPN reports the NBA is considering moving some games to cities that have not been affected by the outbreak. The head of the Tokyo Olympic Committee says preps for the summer games are going ahead as scheduled and a possible delay of one to two years suggested by one official is inconceivable. It's sentencing day in New York City for Harvey Weinstein. CBS's Jerika Duncan says the rape convict and former Hollywood mogul faces up to 29 years in prison. Weinstein's defense attorneys asked for leniency, saying the trial did not fairly portray who he is as a person. But prosecutors argued Weinstein's conduct shows him to be a serial sexual abuser. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman said she does not think Weinstein will get the five-year minimum sentence. I believe the judge will be very harsh on Harvey Weinstein. The judge cannot forget that he has already heard the testimony of six accusers. So I do not expect the judge to be terribly lenient with Mr. Weinstein. Russian parliament has approved a bill that will let Vladimir Putin stay in power for another 12 years after his term ends in 2024. In Raleigh, North Carolina. A protest over the police shooting of a man who officers said had a gun. The suspect was wounded after a foot chase. Some witnesses insist he was not armed. 
There's a new look at the people who were at the controls in air crashes. More than a quarter of pilots involved in fatal crashes had drugs in their systems. The National Transportation Safety Board says 28% of pilots who died in crashes were found to have used at least one impairing drug, including prescription, over-the-counter, and illegal drugs. Its report, which covered 952 pilots, says 97% were killed in crashes of private planes. Antihistamines were the most frequently found drug that could impair a pilot's ability, followed by pain relievers, including opioids. Matt Piper, CBS News. And that's the CBS World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay, and and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See that that does that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.